survivalist, and welcome to The Crux. I am your host, Tessa King, and I'm joined, as ever, by my sister and co-host, Casey McIntosh, as ever. <laughs> as ever. <laughs> so, uh, today our audio quality may be a little bit questionable because Tessa and I are not in the same room with we- with each other. Um, the weather is pretty gnarly here right now. The snow is blowing sideways and it is just dumping. It's not the best. I mean, for skiing tomorrow, it might be pretty good, but for driving, not so good. I wouldn't know. I have to work, but we didn't want to create our own survival story by braving the weather. So here we are. Yeah. I don't want to get stuck in the driveway. <laughs> I've been stuck in a driveway before. That's probably it's not fun. It's not fun. That's probably what would happen. I would have just gotten stuck in the driveway. Yeah. Well, today I have a great story for you about whale swallowing people. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah. Yes, you heard me right. Whale swallowing people. What Sounds would you biblical, right? Yeah. What would you prefer? <laughs> um, being swallowed by a whale or being swallowed by a hippo, just to oh, a whale for sure. <laughs> no question. No question. That's hippos' mouths. Hippos' mouths smell kind of gross. I've heard so. Well, have, they have teeth in their throat. No thanks. <laughs> their mouths open at like a ninety degree angle. I don't like that. Or no, like a one eighty degree angle. It's like horizontal almost. I don't like it. Can you imagine if you could do that? How weird that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm going off track a little bit. So our story takes place in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where commercial lobster divers face cold water to grab migrating lobsters straight off of the sandy ground or bottom of the ocean while they're in a powerful current. It's a dangerous job. I hope these guys make a ton of money. Oh, I bet they do. I didn't look it up. I hope so. I would imagine so. I don't know why they would risk their lives like this in order to, I mean, for the story. Uh-huh. Anyway, so it's usually a two-man team. The crewman at the surface watches the diver below, and they do that be keeping track of the bubbles that the diver emits, which seems like a sketchy method at best, but it is what it is. Wow. And in this location, divers have been known to be pulled out to sea. No, thanks. Hard no. Yeah. Hard no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to know where you stand. So our story is about Michael Packard, who had had his own share of close calls in the past. For years, he worked as an abalone diver on the West Coast in an area with great white sharks. And those sharks had a history of attacking divers. Yeah. So he had, <laughs> not only does he face danger and almost being swept out to sea he also has faced shark infested waters he has a a high threshold for excitement i suppose so in june 2021 michael was diving for a lobster early on a friday morning he had already had one dive and was entering the water for a second time around eight in the morning michael said that he was descending about 35 feet and all of a sudden, it felt like he was hit by a freight truck. That doesn't sound good. No. 
prior to this, Packard had been descending. He had seen lots of sand lances and stripers swimming by. He felt at that moment that he was truly immersed in the underwater food chain. And soon he would be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute way of putting it. Yeah. Sort of. Packard recalled later, all of a sudden, I felt this huge shove. And the next thing I knew, it was completely black. I could sense that I was moving. I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles of his mouth. At first, Michael feared that he was inside a great white shark. But then he realized he couldn't feel any teeth. And he noticed that he hadn't suffered any obvious wounds. And so then Michael made the next step in realizing that he was inside of a whale's mouth. So just to pause you for a second, he has an oxygen tank, correct? Yeah, he's in full scuba gear. Yeah, okay, that's what I was picturing. Yeah, even so, I think what would be very scary about this is the fact you can feel the whale moving. Yeah, that's really weird. How far and how deep am I going into the ocean? Oh, yeah, and he could end up anywhere. That's another thing. You know, what if the whale just holds him in his belly for however long and then releases him and he's in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, that didn't happen. Michael said later, I was completely inside. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. They're 12 and 15 years old. What? That was got to be... I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say that's got to be on the top of the list of the most bizarre ways to die if, if you were eaten by a whale. I'm just saying. Yeah. It makes sense that he just automatically assumed that it was a shark. Mm-hmm. Especially because he had so much experience diving in shark-infested water. Yeah, although like he said, a shark is probably not going to swallow you whole. Yeah, but I don't think you're thinking logically when something like this happens to you. That's true. Michael did what any of us would do. He struggled within the whale's mouth. He said, quote, I was struggling, banging and kicking and thinking, there's no way I'm going to get out of this. The whale began shaking its head, so Michael could tell the whale did not like the movement. Michael guessed that he had been in the whale's mouth probably between 30 to 40 seconds before the whale surfaced. Michael said, quote, I saw light and he started thrashing his head side to side. And the next thing I knew, I was outside. (sighs) The crewman who was with Michael that day, Josiah Mayo, saw the whale burst from the surface. Josiah's first thought was that it was a great white shark just like Michael's initial thought. Then the whale flung Michael back into the sea. Josiah picked him up and radioed to shore. Okay, so these two men were on Jimmy Kimmel, and you all can look him up. It's worth it because Jimmy Kimmel built a life-size whale face and made Michael sit inside it to interview him. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Because then he showed up on the show and he said, when I saw this, I said, I'm not getting in that. But he's sitting in the whale. <laughs> saying that. <laughs> it's worth it, guys. That's so Josiah funny. sat on Jimmy Kimmel from his perspective. We'd done a couple of dives. We'd caught a couple hundred pounds of lobster. 
Michael went down for a third dive, and he kind of drifted away. Then I saw a huge boil, thrashing and smashing. Then Michael shot out of the water. I could see his little legs kind of flying out of the water in just an eruption of white water. That's Josiah's encounter with the whale. That's crazy. I like how he said his little legs were out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) When Michael was first pulled out of the water, the first thing out of his mouth was, I was in the effing whale's mouth. I wish that he had a GoPro on. That's all. With a light. That would have been really cool. That would have been really cool. Yeah. So experts later would speculate that the humpback was a juvenile feeding on the sand lances that Michael was swimming among. Humpback whales are not known for being aggressive animals. When a humpback opens its mouth, it billows out, which blocks its forward vision. So in all reality, this whale couldn't see that he is about to swallow Michael. That's such a weird thought. If you would open your mouth and not be able to see what you're about to put in it. Yeah. It's just about quantity. (laughs) Michael was released from the hospital that same afternoon with what he called a lot of soft tissue damage, but he had no broken bones. He reported that it might be his last dive in Provincetown. He's going to dive somewhere else where there are fewer whales and more sharks. Well, if you look up articles about Michael Packard, he apparently almost died in a plane crash, too. What? So he's had a few close calls. That's essentially the story of Michael Packard. Incidents of humpback whales swallowing swimmers are extremely rare. I only saw two other accounts, one online off the coast of South Africa and one from Reader's Digest, which I'll summarize in a minute for you. But I just wanted to say I looked at this article from National Geographic, which came out shortly after Michael's account, because they wanted to set the record straight that it is impossible to be swallowed by a humpback whale. Because although a humpback can easily fit a human inside of its mouth, which can reach up to 10 feet, it's impossible for a whale to truly swallow a human because the humpback's throat is roughly the size of a human fist. Hmm. And it can only stretch to about 15 inches in diameter. It doesn't get very big. Because these whales, which are classified as baleen whales, which include humpback, blue, gray, and mink whales, have special bristles for plankton, krill, and small fish. They don't really need a throat that big. Yeah. The sperm whale are the only whales that have throats large enough to actually swallow a human. And the sperm whales, they're actually eating larger sea life, like squid. I would be interested to know if uh, any sperm whales have swallowed people. Yeah. Maybe that's Jonah's story. Moby Dick? Isn't that Moby Dick? That no, Jonah whale? and the whale. Jonah and the whale. Oh, I don't. Yeah, um, Moby Dick, I don't think anybody has swallowed so much as just just killed. thrashed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. That's just an interesting factoid. Yeah. It's crazy that they have such a big mouth and only a human fist size throat. Well, it's kind of like um, they're just using it as a filter almost. Yeah. And I think they're the ones with the little bristles instead of teeth. 
Mm-hmm. That'd be a weird way to eat. It would be very weird. I must just see filtration before it gets to its throat. Yeah. So I want to report the other story from Reader's Digest. This one's pretty short. Okay. But this story takes place in November of 2020. It's about Julie McSorley, who was kayaking with her friend Liz in California. So they were out to see the whales feeding on silverfish. They were intentionally going out to see whales. Her friend Liz didn't want to go. She wasn't an experienced kayaker, and she was afraid the boat would be overturned in the water by feeding whales. Little did she know. Oh, no. (laughs) They got on the water early morning. It was a warm day for November, about 65 degrees, and there were already about 15 other kayakers. After a half hour, they got the first sighting of two humpback whales. Julie said in the Reader's Digest article, quote, when whales go down after breaching, they leave what looks like an oil slick on the water. I figured if we paddled towards that spot, we'd be safe. We followed them at a distance, or what I thought was a distance. I later learned that it's recommended to keep 300 feet away, but we were more like 60 feet away. Suddenly, we are being pelted. A tightly packed swarm of fish, known as a bait ball, started jumping out of the water into our kayak. Their movement sounded like crackling glass all around us. Their actions meant that they were escaping the whales, which meant that we needed to get out of the way, too. Before we could paddle to safety, our kayak was lifted out of the water about six feet. Liz and I slipped out of the kayak into the whale's mouth. (laughs) So... Julie's body was engulfed totally by the whale, except her right arm and the kayak paddle. (laughs) And the whale began to close its mouth when Liz threw her arm up to block the whale from crushing them. And then the whale began to dive. Oh, no. Yeah. Julie, Julie did not panic. She said, whales have enormous mouths but tiny throats. Anything they can't swallow, they spit right out. So she already had that knowledge. Oh, that's so good. I guess that's comforting. Yeah, for sure. As soon as the whale dipped underwater, it ejected us, and we popped right back onto the surface. <laughs> Her friend was like, dude, I'm never kayaking with you again. Yeah. Never. Yeah, never again. <laughs> a few other kayakers came over to help. One was a retired firefighter who asked if they still had all of their limbs. As if they had all the, of their limbs? Yeah, arms and legs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it must have been pretty scary to watch. Yeah. Julie says that she respects the ocean more. Liz says her whale watching days are now over. (laughs) And that afternoon when they returned home, Liz took off her shirt and six silverfish popped out. Oh. So, So they really were in... Uh, the water with all of those fish being eaten. Pretty funny. I think that would be still terrifying, even if you knew that it couldn't swallow you. But Yeah, because you're, once again, how far are you going to dive with me in your mouth before you pop me out? I might not be able to swim to the surface. Well, I guess in this instance, there were two people inside of the mouth, so probably more of a likelihood to be ejected a little sooner. Yeah, it's kind of a mouthful. That's more than 10 feet worth of person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's my story for today. I thought 
it's kind of fun and different. Thank you for telling me that um, entertaining story. Yeah, I mean, everyone, you can probably count on not being eaten by or swallowed. I don't know if there's a better term for that. Uh, yeah. Like in the mouth. <laughs> I was um, thinking the same thing, but that sounds a whale? weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about it. So I did look up survival tips for this. I think we'll be okay, but it's still kind of fun. I hope so. That's a nice, like, light survival story. Yeah, it wasn't very gritty. I enjoyed it. Hopefully you did too. All right. I enjoyed it for sure. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And if you enjoy our podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to reach out to us, please email us at thecruxrevival at gmail.com and have a great week. Yeah. Yeah. Stay alive until next one. And we really (laughs) do listen or we do read your emails and there have been a lot of good suggestions lately. So Keep your ears peeled for next time. Yep. <laughs> Maybe your, story your might episode be... will come up. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all for today. So that's folks. all. Have a great week. <laughs>